Hey, this is Beth Nelson. I serve as the lead pastor at Prairie Heights Community Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for listening today. I hope this motivates you. I hope it builds your faith and helps you connect with Christ and a church family at Prairie Heights. Enjoy the message. Hey, good morning, Prairie Heights. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right, I was making sure you were still awake. You know, the nine o'clock group. I'm expecting a little bit more out of you because it's 11 o'clock, not 9 o'clock on, on the first day of 2023. As we were looking ahead and planning this one out, I was like, it's New Year's Eve. I really just want to connect with all those people online. So I'm wearing my comfy clothes. Got my comfy clothes going on today as we kick off 2023. And I think it's true anytime you hit the first day of a year, it's always just human nature to look a little back look a little forward. So we're going to do that. I'm going to be a little selfish and share a couple things that really impacted my life in the last two years. I guarantee they're going to surprise you just a little bit. Then we'll start to look at it a little bit wider. But when I look back on 2022, maybe some of you experienced this as well, but the Wordle craze. Anybody? The Wordle craze. All right, I got another Wordler here. But the Wordle craze I play the Wordle every day with five people, uh, two of my daughters, my son and my mother-in-law, and one of my daughter's boyfriends. So it's just a chance. We connect every day. We play the Word. Whoever gets it in the least, they get to pick the Word the next day. So if you're ever curious about the Wordle, now you got a little hint on how to start. Now, the second one, it's even a little bit more obscure, and you're going to be like, huh? But the second one is be real. So... Somebody laughed. Be real. It's an app that's out there, and it goes off, and you take a picture, whatever you're doing when it, when it goes off. And I'm in a, again, I'm in a small group. I'm, I'm with five people, two kids from a close family that we spend a lot of time with, uh, my kids, and my mother-in-law. She just got in it. So you know, it's a chance for me to connect every day. And it might sound kind of silly to go, hey, those are two impactful things, but the, they're two things that allow me to connect, especially with my daughters that don't, don't live in the house anymore. Now, I don't expect any of you would raise your hand and say the Wordle or Be Real or at the top of your list. But in general, in the United States, as we look back on 2022, there are some things that are impacting all of us. And they're not necessarily very easy things. So if we look back and we look at inflation, hey man, and inflation, it's a source of stress for 83% of people in the United States. I'm feeling it. I'm going to guess a few of you are feeling it as well. I mean, a part of that, more Americans than ever before are working a second job. You think about those two things, they do go together. Here, here's a third one that's kind of interesting. 88% of American adults report miss sleep because they're binge watching something. 88%. So, so you think about that and go, whew, that, that's pretty big. So that, that's looking back at, at 2022. Now let's look ahead to 2023 here just for a second. Yep, I've got the messy stuff today. There, there is no doubt about that. But this one, for all the single people in the room, you heard it here first. Instagram is going to be the dating app of 2023. You can just write that one down in pen. For those of you that, that are in that dating world, it's a little different than what I was. Another thing that's going to happen that's even going to grow even more in 2023 is the whole buy now, pay later that's going to get even bigger in 2023 is something that's getting predicted right now. And if you think that's a good idea, Prairie Heights has a class for you. It's called Financial Peace University. Might want, might want to think about it, no doubt about that. And then because my daughters, they're part of that younger generation, and my son's not old enough to quite get it all yet, 
But interestingly enough, 64% of Generation Z think they're going to make money off social media in 2023. So, just so you know, that, that's what our youngsters out there are thinking a little bit. Some of them will. Some of them won't. One last big idea I want to share as we look towards 2023, there's a market research firm named GWI. And yeah, they've been studying trends for a long time and they have a pretty good idea of, hey, here's, here's what companies need to be advertising to. Here's the trends they need to be playing to because it's going to connect with the audience. And one of the, one of the hard parts of what I'm going to share this morning is that, that firm is sharing that predominantly in the United States, most people have lost their fighting spirit and they're leaning towards fatigue. No surprise, we, world shut down because of a pandemic and, and still dealing with that, working with that. Prices are going up that impacts us all in, in one way or another. And sometimes it just feels like out of my control. Sometimes it feels, feels like I can't do anything about that. What do I do with that? And what, what this firm is finding is more and more people, they're spending time in, in media. And it, it's a different, different way than maybe you think about. So the first area is, is, is the audio. So whether it's music, whether it's podcasts, whether it's audiobooks, more people than ever before are living and listening in that, in that media space. And about 35% report that as they do that, it lowers their stress and it lowers their anxiety. On the flip side of it, there's these things called screens that most of us carry around with us, and it used to be watching TV, now, now it's a screen, and more and more people are, are watching that screen. And they're staying away from the news, they're not going towards the news, they're, they're finding other things to binge watch and escape from the things that they don't feel like that they can control. That ties into that 88%, 88% of adult Americans report missing sleep because they binge watch something. An underlying side of that is why are we binge-watching things? Because there's things we don't feel are out of our control, and we can control the shows that we watch. We can control. We can control that, and it makes a difference. There's no doubt about that. So this morning, you came to church, and I am not going to spend the entire time going through lists, looking at what happened in 2022, and looking at what happened in, in 2023. But our prayer for you this morning, our prayer for you this morning is that you leave here, and you're wanting to live life and not escape it. You want to live life, and that you don't want to escape it. Just think about it like this. Yesterday, it's over. It's gone. It's done. Tomorrow, it's not here yet. Today, it's the present. And it literally can be a present. It can literally be a present. It can be a present, if we press pause, and that's the series we're jumping into because we think it's so important. We think it's so important for, for us and we think it's so important for you that if you can press pause, if you can slow down a little bit, if you can rest, if you can take a deep breath, if you can sit still just a, a little bit longer, that it, if you can find a, find a quiet place, because here's what I know. That if, if we can do that before we decide what we want to do in 2023, if we can pause and take a minute and listen to what God wants us to be in 2023. 
And I think if we do that, I know it's true for me. And I think it can be true for you. Is if we can do that, we can all do a little bit less and be a little bit more. That's what we want for you. Just think about it. Think about my life. I'm going to share some of my life. I got four kids, I got a wife. One's in sports, one's in music, in orchestra, and just all the stuff that goes on. My wife works, I work. Can you, you, got, you guys can imagine if you're not living it, what it's like during the week, just trying to get everywhere and to get everything done. It's insanity. There's no doubt about it. There's not time to rest. You're like, oh, when am I going to do that? It, it just doesn't always naturally happen. And yeah, I'm sharing this from my perspective because I do have a family, but I was single once too. And I know how busy that gets. It doesn't matter whether you have a family, whether you don't have a family. We all have things in our lives that are keeping us busy, busy than ever before, that distract us from the things that, that we really should be focusing on as we head in, into 2023. So as we, as we think about that idea, that we can be more and do less. I go back to a, a specific story about four years ago. It's in the summer and I'm driving to a meeting at work. And my daughter, my 14-year-old daughter calls me and she says, Dad, I want to take a shower. I'm like, great, take a shower. It's like, but the water won't turn on. So if you can only imagine the dad's eye roll when the 14-year-old daughter calls and says the water won't turn on. You're like, seriously? So I give her this list of things to go check. Hey, check this, check that. And she's like, Dad, it's, it's all on. It's all right. I'm like, all right, hey, call the neighbors. Call all our neighbors and see if their water's on. And then call me back. And I'm thinking, okay, the water's going to be off. Something happened. Something got hit in the water main. Here we go. But she calls me back in 10 minutes and says, Dad, the water still doesn't turn on. And I'm like, ooh, this could be kind of serious. What's going on? Do I need to go home? So the first thing I do is I call the city just to see. I'm like, hey, this is where I live. This is my address. Is everything okay with the water? They're like, yeah, let me check. Like, Everything's okay with the water, but you haven't paid the water bill. Turned off your water. Oh. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that was not a fun phone call to make to my wife, to my kids. I got so busy, so hectic. Think about a lot of those things in my life. I screwed up. I think about how I got here. In my car, when I'm driving around, I don't listen to a lot of music. I listen to mostly podcasts. Just to give you an idea, I listen to the same podcast for six months. That's all I listen to in my car. But every now and then I turn on music. And it, this is back in 2010. I used to work at MSUM and listen to music. And there was a song came out 2010, 2011, um, that just spoke to me. Maybe some of you have experienced that. And there was these two lines out of this song that, that I just resonated with me deep inside. And the lines were, all I know is I'm not home yet. This is not where I belong. And when I heard that, I'm thinking, okay, God's got more for me. There's going to be a bigger job at a bigger school where we're going to win more. So I was in sports. 
This is not where I belong. I'm not home yet. And I heard that song every couple months, and those are the two lines that, that always stuck out. We fast forward to 2020, and Beth, she's our lead pastor here at Prairie Heights, started having a conversation with me about coming to work at Prairie Heights. And things are crazy and hectic. And throughout that, my kids are still going everywhere. My wife's still working. I'm still working, trying to be involved in the community, trying to get more involved in the church. And as I, I did that, I got a little closer to God. Small steps. So as I start having this conversation with Beth, I start talking to God. I don't know if anybody in here ever talks to God, but I do. And sometimes it's one-sided. And very rarely, very rarely do what I ask for and what I get, are they the same thing? So I, I'm, I'm pondering this and I'm talking to my God, hey, this is how it can work. This is what I want. This is, this is it. But thank you, God, for everything you've blessed me with so far. Sometimes I might, might forget that. Not so good. We just get in that place where we're just always asking, always asking, always asking. I know for me, that's true. And like I said, I, I ask for one thing, and, and then usually what happens is I get this really strong feeling about what he wants me to do. And like I said, they're, they're very rarely the same. And as, as I went through that process, I know it's going to sound dumb to some of you. As I go through that process, God opened my ears. I don't know why it never stuck out. Same song. Those two lines there, all I know is I'm not home yet. This is not where I belong. I'm like, I'm ready, big fella. Where am I going? Having the conversation. All I know is I'm not home yet. It's not where I belong. Just give me Jesus. Take this world and give me Jesus. This is not where I belong. In the, in the last series, Beth shared that sometimes God's no. What we desperately want, there's a better yes. My no was, you're done in college athletics, Doug. Spent 25 years in it, you're done. There's something out there that's going to have a far greater impact than you could ever, ever begin to imagine. But I go back in that song. Man, how many years did I hear all four of those lines? At least 10, but I only heard two as I spent more time with God. You know, I heard those other two. Whew, just give me Jesus. And here I am. Thank you for that. Somebody is happy about that. Just making sure we're staying awake there. Appreciate that. And, he, and here I am. And, and I knew a couple things when I started to come to work for Prairie Heights. I had two things I knew for sure. One I thought because of the heartbeat of the church and the mission of the church, I'd be able to have a part of being, being impactful in our community at a higher level than I was able to. There's going to be more impact. I was going to be involved in more different things, and that, that has been so true. The other thing I knew is I was going to have some work boundaries. College athletics, especially during the school year, you got games Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You don't get weekends. It's just go, 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 go. And as, as I think Back to when I started, I'm like, all right, I'm going to work at Prairie Heights. I have some work boundaries. I'm going to most weeks have two days off a week, and that's usually Friday and Saturday for me. I have two days off a week, and I am going to take every single one of my vacation days 
which I have done so far. So I'm going to have, have some work boundaries. Now, that, that's an odd, odd combination, right? Hey, I want to have a job that has bigger and greater impact in our community, but I want to work less. Now, how are those two things going to start to work together? I was able to keep the boundaries. But I don't know if it got better. You know, I had a picture in my mind. I'm going to have more time. I can be a better husband. I can focus on my marriage. I can be a better dad. I can coach my kids' teams. Yeah. I also was thinking, I get to do more stuff that I like. As I look back on it, I thought I'd feel a little more fulfilled, a little more satisfied. I didn't. I don't know if any of you have done this. You got a Phillips screw and a flathead screwdriver, and that screw needs to go in. And so you're like, ah, oh, it's going to take me longer to go get the right screwdriver than to do it this way. And man, that, that's what it was like. It was like putting in a Phillips screwdriver with a, with a flathead, a Phillips screw. There are too many screws in this sentence, but trying to put in a, a Phillips screw with a flathead screwdriver. It got in and it got the job done. It just wasn't working. I'm, from the outside, I'm, I'm sure it looked amazing. My wife and I, we still had a good marriage. My kids, three of them are teenagers. They still talk to me most days. But I wanted more. And I expected more. I was like, how am I going to get there? It's a great question. It's an emotional question. So when I started working here, I, I got involved in a Bible study. Did the a study of Matthew, and there's some guys in here that were in there with me, and there's two things I remember from that Bible study. The first thing, it was 29 weeks long. Anybody ever done a 29-week Bible study? That, that's a few weeks. That's more than half the year. And the way I'm saying it, you may be like, whew, I'm never ever going to do a 29-week Bible study. Very rarely does that happen. Two things came out of it. I got some of the best friends I've got in my life came out of that Bible study. Guys that, hey, if I need a prayer, if they need a prayer, there's a text going around. One went around this morning. The other thing came out of that Bible study. We're reading Matthew. I don't know if you've ever read Matthew, but we're going through it week by week. And I keep reading kind of the same idea, the same thought again and again. And it's Jesus. And what I kept reading was, Jesus went to pray and to rest often. I'm not the smartest guy, but I started to recognize that I was reading it again and again. I'm like, man, this is in here a lot. How long do you think it took before, hey, maybe there's something to that? How long before that thought got into my head? It was probably at least 19 weeks out of the the 29. (laughs) But it started to go, whew, Jesus, he keeps going off pray by himself, to rest, to spend time with God. How do I do that? What does that look like? I've tried, trying to get there. 
It's not easy. Because remember that story about the screwdriver and the screw and it's the wrong screwdriver for the screw? Ever found yourself in that sort of a situation? I don't know what you do, but I know what I did. I tried harder. Like, oh, I can make this work. Oh, I'm going to push a little harder. I'm going to give it a little bit more. Didn't matter. Because sometimes we need to be more and do less. That's what I learned from Jesus in that book of Matthew. To go off and pray and rest. It makes a difference. We were in that Bible study, the other part, because it wasn't just one little thing that broke the rock. Beth, sometimes she come to my office, got a little crazy talk going. She walk in and go, Peters, how come you're always doing something? We are not human doings, we are human beings. Do you have to have a list? Do you have to be doing something all the time? And then she'll just walk out. <laughs> now, all those things, you know, they, started to, they started to work in my, in my heart. And I got to tell you, my, my heart changed. Not the heart that beats, but that, that innermost being all of us have, where we hold the things that are near and dear to us, and the things that are super important. We don't always behave around those things, but those things are in there. And it started to change. It started to be, okay, how, how do I rest? How do I get there? What do I need to do? And I started to try and do it. It's a little bit more. And it, it's made a difference. There's no doubt about it. There's a, a scripture that I want to share with you. It comes from Matthew. And I'm going to read it to you. It's Matthew 11:28. Jesus is talking. And he says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. That innermost place that I was just talking about. For my yoke is easy and the burden is light. That's what Jesus tells us. So I got to make sure we're all on the same page. A yoke, a yoke, it's a thing you put around an animal's neck and it's got things that attach to it and you can pull, a, pull something with it, whether it's a wagon, whether it's whatever, a plow, whatever it might be, but it pulls a burden. And Jesus talked about the yoke and the burden that we all carry. And he was comparing it, he was comparing his yoke and burden to the yoke and burden of the time. So if we go way back into Jesus' time, what was the yoke and burden? I think it was two things. It was following all the religious rules. You got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this, you got to do that. And with that was, you got to. So a lot of self-reliance. That's what I think it was back in that time. In, in today's world, what's the yoke look like? Got to take the perfect picture for social media. Got to put all that out there. The perfect life that I live. I got to wear the right clothes. Hey, got to eat the right food. Got to drink the right things. What did our culture tell most of our world they needed to go do last night? That's what culture tells us. Jesus' yoke is the same today as it was back then. It's super simple. Love God and love people. Not easy to do. There are challenges that come with that. But Jesus' yoke is to love God and love people. Now here's the thing. It talks about it being easy and light. 
I believe it's easy and light because he's right there next to me when I choose to carry his yoke. I'm not doing it by myself. I'm not going, I'm going to try harder. I'm going to do more. I'm going to go, come along, come along with me. Let me come along with you. So I think in some way we forget. There's this, there's this God that loves us more than, than I can ever even begin to imagine. And I would guess more than most of us can ever begin to even imagine the love that he's got for us. Why would we not want him, want him by our side, carrying that yoke with us? Can you do less and be more? Not by yourself, you can't. Literally, though, I found that I can do less and I can be more when I chose Jesus' yoke versus my yoke. Which yoke are you choosing? Now, as we, as we dive into what the Bible has to say about pausing and resting, I'm going to go to the Ten Commandments. Who's got the Ten Commandments memorized? All right, good for you. Then we got one person. But when you look at the Ten Commandments, man, I wish I had time to play this game, but we just don't. Dang it. Ten Commandments. Eight of them start with you shall. So eight of the commandments start off with you shall. One starts with honor. And the one we're going to talk about today, it's the longest one. And it starts with remember. Remember. Eight of them start with you shall. One starts with honor, and one starts with remember. Because I'm going to guess almost everybody in here can probably remember, you shall not kill. You shall not have any other God before me. But you get into the other eight, it might be a little sketchy. Remember. So I want to read. I want to read this commandment to you. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh, the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that's in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. God wants us to have a Sabbath day. He took it for himself. Why would he not want it, want it for you and for me? He wants us to have a, a day of the week that's got a different routine. That's not the normal day of the week. You got this day of the week that's different. For me, my day of the week, I told you earlier, I got Friday and Saturdays off. My Saturday is my Sabbath day. I suck at it. But I'm trying to get better because I know, I know. And you're like, you know, I'm like, I believe. I have faith. I have faith that, yes, well, God made me as a person that gets things done because I like to think of myself as a man of action. I also have faith that God made me to rest and to be. As I explore that more and more, I, I see the impact that it has, has in my life. I struggle with it. But by taking rest, spending time with God, listening to Jesus, go off and pray, go off and be alone. I've seen things get better. It's almost like I have a Phillips screwdriver and a Phillips screw. I'm 
trying to screw that thing in the wall. One of the things that I found a little time to do is, is read the Bible a little bit more than I have in the past. And, and I found a scripture that I want to share with you this morning because I think it fits. It comes from Ecclesiastes 4, 6, and it says, One hand, one hand full of rest is better than two fists full of labor and striving after wind. One hand. There's a guy used to work with, with alumni and people that graduated from MSUM, and there's a guy, and he retired. And I remember I asked him, because I ask a lot of questions. I'm like, if you go back and do one thing over, Joe, what would it be? And I'll never forget, I tell you exactly where we're having the conversation. And Joe looks at me and goes, I'd take more vacation. And I'm like, huh? Is there places you wanted to go that you didn't get to go? He's like, no. As I think back on it, and I think back when I took a vacation, when I took a rest, I came back and I made better decisions. It was more fun to be around. I was calmer. And man, those are the things I've found as I've started to take some rest. I'm a little bit calmer, a little bit steadier. I maybe don't fly off the handle when my kid's carrying something and drops it all over the kitchen floor. Just a little bit better because I'm taking some rest. I recently read a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, and it was, it was a mindset shift for me. I want to share a couple parts of it. Many of you have heard the story where Jesus went to the desert for 40 days and 40 nights and prayed and fasted. And then when he came out, what was waiting for him? The devil. And the devil tested him. The old me, I always thought, the devil came after him when he was weakest. Came after him after he spent 40 days, 40 nights in the desert. What if, the author introduced me to the idea, what if? What if Jesus went to the desert for 40 days and 40 nights and prayed and fasted to get ready for what was coming? What if? What if? What if I spend time praying, time with God, so that I'm ready for when those hard things come instead of going there after the hard things come? What if? There's a five-day reading plan in version. I'm going to read it for the next five days. Easy to find. Encourage you to, if you've got, some of you are like, yeah, I hear you, Doc. All of you are like, you're crazy, Doc. I encourage you, hey, it's about 10 minutes a day. There's going to be some things that maybe answer some of those objections you have or, or maybe just speak to you a little bit deeper, like my mindset shift. <laughs> maybe Jesus was alone in the desert praying with God to get ready for what was coming. And how can I do that better? Another person that I follow, he wrote it so well, I'm just going to read it to you. This guy by the name of Craig Rochelle, he's the pastor at Life Church. And he wrote, I have come to know that God promises a true deep rest that the world can never give us. He promises us peace for our souls and rest for our bodies. His presence fills us so that we can go out into the world and love others in the same way he loves us. 
That's that yoke. Love God, love people. This is the line that gets me. When our cups are full, we're able to love people out of the overflow of what Christ has given us. He's saying, if my cup's not full, I, I, if I'm not full from the love from God, how am I going to give that love to anybody else? Whether it be my wife, my kids, my best friends. If I don't fill mine up, how am I going to fill somebody else's up? Then he says, this is why learning to rest has been so important to me. Jesus tells us to come to him just as we are. We don't have to be perfect or feel like we have it all together. If you're tired, if you're worn out, if you feel burned out, let Jesus be your rest. His yoke is easy and gentle, and you can start today, right now. It's okay to take a moment and hit pause. Man, that just, just hit me. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a moment. I'm going to make you uncomfortable, and you're going to think maybe I'm crazy. But Alex, he's going to come out, and he's going to play a little music. And I'm just going to ask you to, to pause, to sit, and to be still. And it, it, it's a real thing. Last night I, I came here trying to get ready for today. Not because I needed to practice, but so I could maybe sit and listen to what God had for me. So I could rest, so I could pause, so I could be still. I'm listening to some music. I'm sitting right up there. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Okay, I know that sounds, you're like, okay, here we go. That just started getting real. But I'm sitting right up there and I'm just listening to this music and this is what I got. Invite your daughters over to dinner tomorrow night to work on a vision board. You know, we've something we've done is something I kind of forgot about. But right in the middle. So I send the text. Then later my wife's like, I was wondering why you sent me that text. Well, it's because I sat and I was still And I listened to what God had for me. Small thing, invite your kids to dinner and work on a vision board. But I believe if you can take a minute right now and, and use this as a launching board to even do it a little bit more later, if you can just sit and pause and be still, be amazing what you hear from God. So let's take a moment. Man, how fast did that go by? Something you can do later? I've lived it. I want you to live it too. That I can do less and be more by taking some time to be still and spend some time with God. I know that maybe sounds... But just sit quiet and listen 
because I believe with all my heart it's what God wants for us. He wants us, wants us to do less and be more because when we are more, it's amazing what he can do through us. Let me say a prayer for us. God in Psalms, it says, he, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet water. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths. God, you're an awesome God, and I know that's what you want. That's what you want for me, and that's what you want for everybody that's here today. God, I just ask that you open our ears and open our eyes just a slit so just a little bit can get in there. And that we can experience it and see it and want even more of it. God, just show up in all of our lives in some way that we can't mistake, but lets us know you're near and that you want to spend time with us so that, that we have that desire to spend even more time with you. God, in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to those of you who give generously to Prairie Heights. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit prairieheights.com slash give for more information. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, or even take a screenshot and share it on your social media and tag us at Prairie Heights. Thank you for listening.